It's time to get out and about. We'll be castles in the sky. We have the perfect bag for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you iOS Today. iOS Today comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. You're focused on security, but are your employees? LastPass can ensure they are by making access and authentication seamless. Visit LastPass.com slash Twit to learn more. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. iOS Today is brought to you by Zapier. Zapier connects all your business software and handles the work for you so you can focus on what matters most. Right now, through the end of the month, go to zapier.com slash iOS for your free 14-day trial. Today time with today Matthew Casanelli. Hey Matthew. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Mike is co-host on Smart Tech today. Uh, Mike is under the weather today, so Matthew very kindly consented on this blisteringly <laughs> hot February day. <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> he says he's sweating in Berkeley. It is a little warm, a little toasty here. Uh, weather is so strange these days. We're burning up in the middle of the winter. Uh, Matthew is, of course, uh, besides the host of Smart Tech Today, a talented scripter, an excellent uh, shortcut maker. You, your shortcut I use every every Tuesday. I say, tell Mike I'm leaving, and it nice. sends a little shortcut out. Working. I was curious if yeah. you were still using that Every or not, so that's Tuesday. Good. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> Except today. I didn't want to, poor Mike is not feeling well. Yeah. I want to wake him up. Actually, I should have, just to make him crazy. You know what, I'll Freak do out. it this afternoon. That's what yeah. I'll do. Just to really drive him crazy. Today, and we had picked this before, uh, Micah has helped us uh, prepare some stuff. And, and, of course, Matthew has some stuff, too. We're going to talk about apps to get you out of the house. There's plenty of apps to get you into the house, Netflix and chill. But these are apps that will help you get out and about. And I'll start with one that uh, Micah picked, which I really uh, love the idea of. It's called uh, geocaching. And... I guess I have to sign up. So have you ever done this? Uh, not with this app, but I did like 10 or 15 years ago in Portland. Really? I remember going to like, just because geocaching was a thing then. And I don't remember exactly if we had a GPS or what, because this yeah. was like before In, in the earliest days before smartphones. And I remember this 20 years ago because we'd have geocachers come to Tech TV. You'd use one of these handheld GPS devices. And really, in those days, geocaching was a lot harder because all yeah. the thing was, say is, you know, they give you compass directions and you'd have to kind of figure out your way around there. Now it's maybe a little bit easier than it uh, used to be. Um, but the idea is you don't know what's there, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you, how, would you, how would you find a geocache? I guess you'd use this app, right? I feel like, yeah, I mean, the way, when I did it, there was like a resource online that gave you the coordinates and then like slightly more instructions. Right. I think it was like behind a tree under some rock or something like that. And then there's like a little present or something that somebody left in there and you're kind of, I think the general thing is like you're supposed to Take leave something. Take one and leave and, one. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And There's often a log book and so forth. So this map, this app makes it really too easy. Uh <laughs> It's actually when I when I zoomed out, it showed me a ton of geocache 
sites, and now it's showing me one uh, close to my location. This geocache is a physical container that is hidden outside. View the geocache's description for details and hints before you look for it. And look, it even says Twit Geocache. I'm 61 feet away. <laughs> Difficulty 1, terrain 1, size small, placed by Twit TV, August 14th, 2017. Patrick Delahanty put it there right outside his office window. Is there is there still something there? Yeah, it's still there. Still there. We did it on know how. Hundreds of people have found it. And so do they take something and leave something? Sometimes or they just sign the log. Or just sign the log. Okay. This is wheelchair oh, yeah. accessible. Dogs are allowed. This is nice. This app shows you everything you'd need to know. Um and and you know, you can even get a hint or a message. Do we have a hint? The coordinates are 39 minutes into the episode of Know How. Once you've those, the cache is easy. See, this has become way too easy. <laughs> you don't have to watch Know How anymore. We did a whole episode on there it is, geocaching. Patrick did it uh, with, who is that? Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> good-looking fella. Thought, we don't have anybody that good-looking here. Uh <laughs> So uh, this goes a little a little ways back in time, but I think this is a lot of fun. So that's when you guys put it out there. You even showed what it was. It was me. It was a Leo bobblehead. Is that? The first person that's long gone. <laughs> yeah. Geocaching is fun, and it's a good way to get out and about. You know? Did you ever yeah. find anything interesting, Matthew? Uh, not near me. I think at the time, I think it was like one of those um, soldiers with like a. Um, what do you call it? A parachute on it that you oh, could cool. like yeah, yeah. throw off and then yeah. it would just like kind of float down. I feel like I remember using it twice what a and then wonderful, messing it up. Wonderful find. So according yeah. to this, um, and I guess Patrick D, you're a member of Geocaching. So this is the official geocaching app. You've been a member since two thousand four. And this has forty five finds. So you said there's more than that though. So they're not all logged. Okay. Uh oh, this is you. Oh, so you've found 45 things. So this is your history. You've hidden three things. And what is TB logs? Travel bug, Travel bug logs. Okay. So that's cool. So that's, that's actually a message from the hider. So you, this is really pretty cool. Um, can, I like, I'm ahead. looking around my area too, and it's like, I like that this is just like a good, easy way to get out and oh, do man. something that you don't have to like this, pay this, for necessarily. This, I'm sure that old school geocachers hate this. <laughs> yeah, Look at this map. I mean, there's geocaches all over our area, tons of them. And it, this makes it super easy to find because you just say, well, here's where I am. And it'll, it'll, it'll show you the one nearest, nearest to you right there. I still, at least the one near me does have like, a hint so it's not just like exact you still have to dig and hide or something like that or are, find the hidden thing yeah and there are different kinds there's traditional geocaches there's a number of traditional ones near us da planes and motorcycles he's got something it's a little more difficult um hmm. so this is this is fun this would be a, a yeah but you're right this is not exactly uh <laughs> this is more just for the casual cacher <laughs> It's so much easier these days. <laughs> so that was, I guess, Micah must, there we go. This is the, uh, that's, yeah, that's the uh, geocaching app. And that's a free app, geocaching. You do have to make an account, as you saw. I had to make an account uh, to use it. 
you wanted to talk about Foursquare. Is that still around? Yeah, it's uh, still kicking. I think it's not necessarily like it split a while ago into Foursquare and Swarm for like the whole check-in social activity part. But um, I might also be like living in San Francisco. Foursquare is still great. Maybe not elsewhere around the world or something like that. But I've always picked I've always preferred Foursquare over Yelp because uh. I like tips and I like the, it uses the data of people actually going, not just like one star, I didn't like my waiter or something like that. So I always found it just like more reliable that way. Foursquare was launched at South by Southwest, mm, I don't know, five, six years ten. ago. Ten? I think it was like 10 years Has ago. Has it been yeah. that long? And <laughs> I was, uh, we were dedicated users of Foursquare for a long time. We fought over who was the mayor. Patrick was for a long time the mayor of our studio, which always annoyed me. Lisa would fight back and forth with check-ins and so forth. And then they split it off, and then you had to start using Swarm to do the check-ins. And I feel like, in a way, Foursquare somewhat betrayed us because it <laughs> turned out that the whole the whole thing was some sort of plan to create a bunch a giant geolocation database with reviews and so forth. And what's interesting is I, for the purposes of this show, I hadn't used Foursquare in a couple of years. I downloaded it and immediately knew, oh, it's you again. It even has my picture. And here's the really, and this, I don't know if it's creepy or not, semi-creepy thing. It knows I had dinner last night. I wasn't running the program. It knows I yeah, had dinner well. last night at Cucina Paradiso. And it's saying, what did you think? Well, I actually have Did you open. have it on your phone at the time? Or you just weren't No. Open? It wasn't open. Hmm. I did not. Maybe it's using like the phone's location. I feel like it's, yeah. <laughs> How do it <laughs> know? <not> <laughs> So, I, I think that's their big thing in general. Once they s switched from Swarm, they basically were like, we don't need you to check in. We can just kind of tell that you were already there and then you just need to confirm it or not. Yeah. So I think that's why it was like the whole social aspect was just like weird to some people. But the like Yelp side of it is still useful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now that they have all the information, you might as well. Uh... You might as well use it. But I just, it's so for instance, it said, Oh, you're near the Twitty Side Studio. And this is the picture. Uh, it's got a rating. I don't know why it's only 7.3. Uh, <laughs> somebody obviously hates us. <clears throat> well, that's just how many people show up. It says rated yeah, 7.3 like out of 10 based on 193 visitors. Now, here's the thing that <laughs> Apple in the, you know, the new iOS 13 is always saying, Hey, this thing's following you around. And, of course, Foursquare noticed that. It said, you're missing out. Turn on always allow in your location settings so we can let you know about great spots in your area you might want to try. Um, that's going to be this, up to you. <laughs> hasn't this been a weird thing? I could swear that there since iOS 13, I've never seen the always allow option. No, and they don't put it in to... anymore. You have to actually go to settings. Okay. That's and right. Manual, I, I and that's what like... they're saying is... Don't just say always allow while use or allow while using app. Those are the two choices the pop-up will give you. Allow while using app or don't ever allow. And then if you want to always allow, like even when the app's not running, Apple makes it hard. You have to go into settings and turn that on. Yeah. That's good, um, I guess. <laughs> I don't have any dislikes, but there's only 89% likes and 11% it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> Lots of pictures, though, and that's the thing. So... <clears throat> If if you and there by the way, you Patrick, the mayor, and thirteen others have been to this place. So 
it's apparently I don't know how it knew, but as soon as I lo- as soon as I launched it, it remembered me and shows places I've been to. Uh, and these are all the reviews I've done. If you've been to a place a few times, we highlight the visits on your tips so others know you're a regular. If you don't want these vi- shown, turn it off in your settings. And then the only choice is cool. So remember to turn that off. This, uh, you know, it's. I think it's funny because when Foursquare and Swarm first came out, we embraced it, we loved it, but we've all become a little more aware of what location yeah. <laughs> information means and... I think people are a little more skittish about uh, about giving it up. There was also an article <clears throat> a couple of years ago. I can't remember if it was Cashmere Hill. Somebody got a demo of Foursquare's kind of God map. And um, it was a little scary because it would show you how busy a place was. It would actually yeah. show you. Do, do you use that feature? Like if you want to go out and you're looking at a club and it's jammed, you don't go there? Uh, I mean... Not the clubs that I go to all the time. No, <laughs> I do not go to clubs. But uh, I think Google Maps is is usually what I go for there because theirs is pretty reliable. Yeah. But um, I think that's it's definitely really good for businesses because they can get all of that information. I think what's interesting about Foursquare at least is, I mean, hopefully you know that this is happening and it's kind of like you're choosing to and getting some value out of it versus something like Google Maps where it's just always tracking you no matter right. what and it's not necessarily making the experience that much better just for you specifically. Like, you that's have why a, I prefer it. You have a good point because you know, comparing this to Google Maps, I just went to the lists section and it's showing me lists of things that are related to my location. And this is something people ask me all the time. You know, where, where should I get oysters since we're near Tomales Bay? And I complete. This is what I tell people: go to Hog Island Oyster Farm, and that's the very first. There's Nick's Cove. These are places I recommend. So I think this is this is kind of getting the locals' take on anywhere yeah. you visit. And so I have to say, yeah, I'm. This is not a bad, bad thing. And maybe I. Uh, it's funny how it still somehow knew all my all my history. It, it, Everywhere it, you've been. It, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think also the platform was like way way better when i became friends with two separate people who just wrote tons of reviews and go to like one person was like a copywriter and so she would write like these like really good tips and it's always just like well yeah i'm gonna go there because if they've been there like the social proof actually is good where it's like oh i know that this person has been there which usually means it's like they wouldn't go to a bad restaurant or something like that so i'm really puzzled that it does not do you think somebody mm. we had a dinner of the engineering team? Do you think somebody must have checked me in, maybe, John? You think that's what happened? Because how did it know? I don't have Swarm or Foursquare on any of my devices anymore. Hmm. And somehow Do it, you go there often? No, I haven't like, been there in a while. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm like thinking, iOS has the common locations that you visit, and maybe it could detect that, but <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <sighs> Somehow, I wonder if maybe I have Swarm on my uh, Android device. Maybe I forgot to take it off there. I don't. I think. I think. I. I think somebody narked on me. I think somebody <laughs> I had dinner with. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe Russell still uses it. Checked me. <laughs> must have checked me in. So this is something. It's so funny. Uh, but I, I agree with you. If you, you know, I was going to show Google Maps, and it's the same thing. It has this, and by the way, Google Maps has the new icon. I don't know if you've seen it, and the, oh, yeah. the new <laughs> UI and so forth. And it will show you roughly the the same things. And in fact, I can even look at my timeline 
And, it, you know, I let Google Maps know where I am. So I don't know why I'm so upset about all this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Google Maps told them. Yeah. So maybe Google Maps told I, them. Yeah, that might mean yeah. something like that. I, mean, I kind of Especially like Especially with Android, I'm not totally sure. This shows all the places, you know, I've been, in fact, even... Uh, you know, I apparently visited the Little Mermaid in Copenhagen, and that was many years ago. But it still has, you know, here's this the seaplane harbor in Estonia. And is this, that Foursquare or this Google is Maps? Google Maps? And that's because oh, yeah. I consciously, and I guess everybody should be aware of this. I said, yeah, yeah, always on, right? Not only when I use the app, because I want this. I love having all these pins in all the places I've visited. Yeah, you've been way more places than I've I. traveled a lot, and so I, <laughs> I like having all that. Uh, in fact, I feel bad when it's not complete, but apparently it's very complete. <laughs> so I don't. That's another thing that happened to Swarm and Foursquare is uh, Google Maps. Yeah, I think it was definitely more novel originally. Yeah, and yeah. just like the technology wasn't there, but now they can track you anywhere at all times. So <laughs> speaking of tracking, there uh, there's a very popular. There are a whole bunch of different. Um, apps that you can use for uh, tracking your exercise. Do you exercise, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough, I would say, but I am. I uh, have been using these a lot more. I actually, I mean, I've tracked, I think, every single walk that I've taken yeah. since I've owned the Apple Watch. Nice. So I, yeah. whether or not that's actual exercise is a different question. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it was my Apple Watch narked on me. I don't know, somebody narked on me. <laughs> uh, the run app that my trainer uses and recommends i don't run so i'm not an expert but i've heard a lot of people there's run keeper there's a whole bunch of different apps but strava seems to be the one that a lot of people recommend uh yeah. and it's not just for running it's for every kind of outdoor exercise including your walks this was a little bit in the news though you may remember last year because <laughs> it's widely used by uh, military personnel and the pentagon had to tell people's turn off strava because uh, we were able to see where secret bases were because there were a lot of run tracks. Now, in order for that to happen, you have to not only be using a run tracker like Strava, but you have to say publicly share my runs. But people often do yeah. that because they're proud of all the running they do. And apparently <laughs> a lot of military personnel were doing that. And Although it's not always useful because remember the story uh, there, the, the Russians thought there must be a secret room in the Pentagon because they saw a lot of officers congregating in this area. Hmm. And it turns out it was the hot dog cart in the, uh, in the courtyard. So <laughs> it, it, isn't, it isn't always useful. But uh, the military has said all of a sudden, you know, we don't want people using fitness trackers that, that, that log your uh, location to the outside yeah. world because spies are using it. So Strava is another one. Strava's on definitely on my list. I have a couple of runner friends who've been trying to get me, it's but they're the like, king of just these. sign up for a marathon. And I'm like, uh, I no. don't want to hurt myself. Yeah, hurt and myself. then I also have another friend who he's like a bike rider. And it's like every day, it's like 60 miles up into the hills and stuff like that. And he's like, ah, uh, great morning at 530 a.m. And I'm just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why everybody gets in trouble because part of this is telling everybody you know, I'm up at six running. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's Here's the I'm one, better than you app. <laughs> yeah, the I'm better than you app. Strava. Here's one that we used in Hawaii, and I wish this were available for everywhere. There's a whole category of apps now 
called GPS tour apps. The idea is your phone knows where you are, and as you're driving around, you can have a tour guide on the phone tell you what to look for. The one we used a couple uh, in Hawaii: Shaka Guide and Gypsy Guide. Gypsy Guide is uh, all over Hawaii and Canada. I'd like to see them all over the world. This is their Las Vegas driving tours. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be able to use this because I'm not in Las Vegas. But I'll give you, yeah, you're not close to the tour route. But I can give you a little browse of it. And this is the agreement not to, you know, mess around with your phone. So here we are driving in Las Vegas. And what happens is as you go around, they'll as you pass something, it'll warn you, hey, coming up ahead... There's something cool if you want to get off, if you want to see it. Uh, in this case, this is going to guide us out of Las Vegas to, uh, what was that, the Boulder Dam, I think. Uh, and it'll show you, um, let me play a little bit. As you can tell, this is Las Vegas's airport on our left. Approximately 50 million passengers pass through this airport each year. Its official name is McCarran International Airport. So it's kind of like having... Um, a garrulous, uh, kind of a vuncular older fella in your back seat <laughs> who, who just can't stop talking about things. But that makes it kind of fun, right? Uh, I think that's that's kind of cool. Let's see what we, we we can see out here. This is as we drive toward the Grand Canyon. This this includes Boulder Dam, Grand Canyon, Red Rocks. Some of the things are going to change soon as we transition into some more classic desert scenery, complete with tumbleweeds. I know you've been waiting to see those. The Grand Canyon is on the list of the seven <laughs> natural wonders of the world. So I just, I think this is a really wonderful thing. Now, it's $10 per destination. So, But if you're going to Las Vegas, $10, and, it, and you get a bunch of uh, trips around Las Vegas, I think that's, that's really cool. Uh, as I mentioned, there's quite a few of these. Uh, they really like the national parks, so you can see Rocky Mountain, Grand Teton, Arches, Canyonlands. They're also big in Canada. They have Banff. Um, there's Yosemite. I I really liked the Gypsy Guides, and the name is clever because it's capital G Y capital P S capital S Y. So it's you know, we did the Road to Hana, which is a I mean you need a guide on the Road to Hana. There's a lot to yeah. see. There's Yellowstone. Big Island, Oahu. Uh, we were on Kauai. And so you buy the Kauai guide at $10 and you get a whole bunch of stuff. They also have collections. So for 26 bucks, you can get Maui, Kauai, Oahu, and the Big Island. So if you're going to spend some time in Hawaii, um, I highly recommend these. This is It's fun to have a, a garrulous old fella in your back seat. To, <laughs> oh, you won't believe what you're about to see next. It's good. And there's this seems like the ultimate dad app. Where it's a it's dad like, app. Your dad, he's like, I want to listen to this entire thing. And you're like, dad, dad. but it's also still good. The <laughs> nice thing about the gypsy guides, and, and as I said, I've tried other ones. This one I really like, is they time it perfectly. So yeah. it starts talking automatically. You don't have to press a button as you drive by something. And the timing is so good that he can say things like, on your left, you'll see a red sign for the best shave ice in Kauai. Now, if you want to stop here, turn left. If not, let's go on. And That's it's cool. really perfectly timed. So it is, uh, I think they've, they've done it very, very well. Um, I'm a big fan. The Gypsy Guides. I wish I only wish they had them all over the world. There are GPS tour type guides for pretty much every destination. So if you search iOS 
uh, in the App Store. You'll find them. I, 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 these are my favorites, though. I'd like to see more of them. Do you have anything else a, you want to show us? I was going to say I should make a Hawaii trip just to test this out. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think that uh, that's a must. Yeah, we did it last year, and it was really, really, really fun. We did Kauai. Um, I was going to say I thought of Google Trips, but they're shutting that down. Isn't that sad? Yeah. yeah. But Google's, I think when that came out, um, somebody else mentioned Culture Trip, which is like a similar right. type of service where it's just like you find a location and it'll tell you like interesting things around the area. There, there are a lot of guide uh, applications. I think that's a really good use. And it takes advantage of the fact that the GPS is built into your phone. So yeah. it knows exactly uh, where you are. There's two other programs Micah wanted to mention, but I think he did it because of me. He knows I'm a big fan of Pokemon Go. This is this app, Niantic, which created this, was a part of Google. In fact, um, they spun off. They were the Maps guys. Uh, they ended up creating a program called Ingress, which was pretty geeky, and not a lot of people played it. The But they got a lot of map data out of Ingress, and they were able to create Pokemon Go from it. And you'll see we're in a land populated with little Pokemons. There's uh, also Poke Stops. There's one next door at the Italian restaurant, Cafe Joster, where you can collect goodies. And there are also Poke Gyms, where you can go to battle other Pokemon. Uh, this game launched in the summer of 2016. You, I'm sure, remember. But look at that, 22 kilometers walked. You remember this came out. They claim billions of kilometers walked by Pokemon Go players. Uh, ju with just the idea of uh, you know playing the game, but as you play the game, you get out and about. They've added a lot of features. You can now walk with a uh, Pokemon. It could be your friend. I'm just going to give this. Uh, and there's augmented reality, although I don't usually use it. I'm going to give my uh, my little friend here, the Feebas, some some Nanabs, which are and and he's happy. Also, if I if I scratch, I can scratch his neck, but I'll just give him some more berries and make him uh, make him happier and happier. And if I get him happy enough, which takes three nanab berries, so I'll give him one more. He will uh, he will walk with me. So the whole idea here, and I think Niantic's got you know two ideas behind this. So he's joined my adventure now. One is uh, they're collecting a lot of location information that, of course, as we now know, is valuable. Look, I walked 15 kilometers this week. I'm going to get some stuff because of it. Here's my rewards. A bunch of red Pokeballs, which I can use to catch Pokemon. Uh, and uh, there's my uh, there's my Feebas. He'll be walking with me from now on. So this is this is our actual location. And uh, there, there are little Pokemon around here. The same company, Niantic, was then approached by Warner Brothers, as we've mentioned. And they created a Harry Potter game. The game mechanics are different... But the map is the same. You saw that. Uh, and by the way, you saw that always allow. I think the always allow maybe is only the first time. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what the what the rule is on that. Um, I have to tell it my birth year so that I'm not it knows I'm not a kid. I'm going to lie because in a second it's going to let me log in. You don't have to hide my birth year. <laughs> He's hiding. Don't want anybody to know that, Leo. Uh, I'm going to sign in with my Google account. Because uh, I did play this for a while, and so I do have an account. Um, I found it to be not quite as compelling as Pokemon Go. And since my wife still plays Pokemon Go, I'm kind of, I have to. I tried to get her to play Wizards Unite, but she is not the fan of Harry Potter. 
Yeah. I am. But if you're a Harry Potter fan, I mean, there's the music. Harry's sending me messages. And you see, it's similar but different. Like, here I am in the same location, right? And there's things I can do, potions I can make, things I can buy, because both Pokemon Go and the Wizards Unite game are free, but they sure would love it if you'd you buy a few things from them. Oh, good. Some gold to spend on a Barufio's brain elixir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love Barufio's. I know. I'm sorry about the glare. Yeah, see, now I'm made to buy this. So really, they didn't... <laughs> if you're a Harry Potter fan, I think, at least initially, you'll really enjoy... Oh, sorry, I have to claim all these prices. <laughs> you'll really... I haven't played in a while, as you can see. You'll really enjoy the, the, the real-life music, uh, the characters. Um, a lot of the... Adventure Sync is the thing that means it's always on and always watching you. And that, I think, is a mixed bag. I mean, it's it's got the location stuff, right? It wants to know, wants me to turn this always on, right? And brought me right out there to do that. Uh, and the reason is, uh, with location sync, it'll monitor my walks. <laughs> and I can get points for walking around. I have mixed feelings about this. On the one hand, yeah, it's encouraging you to do more walking. But on the other hand... Um, it's following you everywhere you go, and they presumably are collecting uh, location information. So I don't know what's going on. It's, got, it's dark. Maybe it's saying, don't play this game anymore. <laughs> Wizards Unite and Pokemon Go. I think of the two, my favorite is still Pokemon Go, which is ironic because I I really like... I didn't wasn't a big Pokemon fan, like, unlike Kevin, who knows every Pokemon by heart. <laughs> But but that's sing the song. Group. Sing the song. You probably you probably the same, <laughs> don't you? Diglett, Nidoran, Mickey, uh, I'm not that big of a fan. Matthew, you don't know what you've <laughs> unleashed. I'm more of a Harry Potter fan. I know all the lore and I've seen all the movies, read all the books, even saw the play in Broadway. So I know a lot of the lore. Yeah. I only read up to book four. Yeah. I read them all. Then the movie started coming out. Yeah, I know. That's what happened to a lot of people. They said, well, I don't have to read the book now. I can watch the movie. The books are better. <laughs> um, anyway. I feel you... like one of the cool things about Pokemon Go is that um, now it like hooks into the other Pokemon games and stuff. Yes. I put a link in the document that we could put in the show notes of just like there's this very convoluted transfer guide where you can right. transfer your Pokemon across all of the different games and back and forth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's silly. But uh, but it's smart, and uh, even if you're not a Pokemon fan, I think the mechanics of Pokemon Go are better, and the game is more engaging. Will keep you engaged longer. I'd like yeah. to see more games like this, though. I have to say, it got me out and about when I was, uh, you know, avidly playing Pokemon Go. I would get on my bicycle and go down to uh, locations where I knew there were a lot of Pokemon. I'd walk more. Lisa and I would say, I think it's time to go downtown and fight some gyms and so i know that's works it works for me it gets yeah, people out exactly. and about. so that's what this is all about getting out and about and a great suggestion thank you micah sergeant we have, have you played minecraft earth oh you want to show that real quickly this was a little disappointing to me oh really yeah now i because it's early beta and i think that's part of the uh, part of the problem the idea that and i'm a big minecraft fan too 
the idea is the premise of it is excellent which is that it's an augmented reality minecraft game and you can place you know castles and things in the real world and interact with them over here mining my little water area oh so you you're playing this game yeah, that's pretty, I mean, I don't do it all the time. I think I mostly tried it out when it first came out. But yeah. I do. I like Minecraft. Like me I too. It, I love this it. mechanic fits very well. Oh, yeah. For anyone. I'm like setting up a whole tree thing that's over here on the side. So I can't exactly show you. But like that's one of the problems like, we've had with showing augmented yeah. reality games. You can't you can't play the game and show it because we have to keep the uh, thing aligned. But here I am. And this is, you know, if you given you just saw Harry Potter and Pokemon Go, you'll recognize the layout of the streets. This is the same thing. It's a real map. Of course, it's that 8-bit Minecraft-style map. You can mine stuff. So I'm I'm mining a tree by tapping it, just as you would in Minecraft. There's stuff lying around. The, the, the mechanics are fairly similar to Pokemon Go and Harry Potter, although this is not a Niantic game. This is out of uh, uh, Microsoft, and it really shows off a Microsoft Azure feature called Places. So I can craft some stuff. I can I can craft some steps. I like that. I don't even know how to do this. Yeah, it's good. the. I do think the directions are not super clear. Like you have to build a thing next to you, and like. Well, yeah, I, I and know. the thing is persistent in theory, right? Because. Yeah. Um, so I can place, let's place something. Uh, I only have this one build plate, uh, which I've kind of messed up by digging in it. Yeah, me too. Um, I have to, I have to get to level five, but let me place my build plate. So it needs the camera. Let's see if we can do this and it'll see the flat table. The other thing is, and I noticed it has not improved in the early days, it was really laggy and slow, and uh, yeah. it's it's a little bit better. So if I press place here, you're like in the water right now. I know this is <laughs> you can kind of see I've placed this on the table, and it is a real Minecraft world because I I can hit hit it and and mess with it and do something. You know I can. I think if you press the other button, it destroys this button them. is the one. Yeah. Pickup mode. That's it. Okay. So you can see I've unfortunately dug holes. <laughs> Uh, you can also place You're, stuff. I think I put a pig here somewhere. Let's go back to pointer mode. I think you have to physically move, so it might not work. On yeah, camera. there's a pig here somewhere. I can hear it oinking. So, oh yeah, there it is. Unfortunately, this poor piggy's fallen down the well. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to release him uh, at some point. So yeah, this this what that's cool. I was a little disappointed because I thought this would. My hope was that I would build this thing and other people who came by would see yeah. it. But that's not the case. Yeah, I it, think they ha it still needs improvements. But I liked it just because it was like the Pokemon Go part. You're like throwing the Pokeballs at the people who are boring, placed in real life. Boring, but like yeah. I was like standing outside and dug a big hole. And then I was kind of like freaked out because I felt like I was going to fall into it. <laughs> it's That means it's good <laughs> augmented reality. There it's a yeah, pig. Exactly. Come on, piggies. Oh, I got a fish. No, he's just in the that. I don't know what it is. There's something weird going on there. <laughs> so there you go. That's um, yeah. Minecraft Earth. If you're a big Minecraft fan, it'd be worth looking at. I am, and uh, it is not as fun as this video implies. Let's yeah, put it that way. That's the thing. The video really kind of oversold it. <laughs> it. Maybe like you could walk into these things and yeah, no, oh man. I wish it were like that. Um, that's it for our Get Up and Go apps. Thank you, uh, Matthew Castanelli. We're going to take a break. We've got questions. Sure. You've got answers. 
We also have some uh, some iOS news as we come to you uh, today. Again, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, I feel bad. Micah fell ill. He's just a little sick, and uh, we we decided to give him the day off because we don't want to get it. Uh, that coronavirus is really deadly. I hear. <laughs> no, he doesn't have coronavirus. But uh, thank you, Matthew Castanelli from Smarter Tech today coming in. Yep. And uh, helping us out. Our show today brought to you by Zapier. I'm sure Matthew knows all about Zapier. Oh, yeah. Because of home automation. But it's really also a great business tool. Zapier is a tool that automates your business workflows. I, I almost hate saying that because that sounds like you have to do some programming. No, not at all. Zapier connects more than 1,500 of the tools you use, everything from Facebook and MailChimp to Google Drive, Slack, uh, and of course all your home automation stuff, and you can create little routines. Now, unlike other tools like this, it's multi-step routines. So, you know, I've used in the past, I've used other tools to say, okay, if when the weather says the sunset is happening, then make my hue lights be, be, be glowy. But this can do so much more. You can say, when I get home, unlock the door, turn on the lights, play my theme song, and start dinner. <laughs> uh, I have zaps that do all sorts of things. On, By the way, you'll save a lot of time. You don't have to go to the developers. You don't have to get it coded. You can create these very simply in minutes. And and the nice thing is having a tool like this, we all know, you know, we're doing something repetitive. We've done it over and over again. We all know, gosh, if I could just you know, get a program to do this. I wouldn't have to keep doing this over and over again. Well, now you can without any coding. Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash iOS. Just go there right now, connect the apps you use the most and let Zapier take it from there. Four and a half million people use Zapier. It's the my absolute favorite automation tool. And on average, those people, each of them saving about 40 hours a month. That's a whole work week. You don't have to work. It makes your life simpler. Are you in sales? Engage leads instantly. Automatically import new customers. Notify your team about opportunities. Yes, it works with CRM programs like Salesforce. They all integrate together, which makes it so cool. I'm always looking for ways to automate my life. Uh, we, we use it in our workflow here. I mentioned before that I have a workflow for Karsten for all of our shows. Uh, actually, uh, Micah uses this as well. When I highlight... Something in my newsreader, it automatically goes to Pinboard, it automatically posts to Twitter, it automatically goes into a Google spreadsheet, carefully formatted, so it makes it easy for Karsten to integrate it. Look at all of that. I mean, just everything you use, Trello, everything you use, Airtable, Instagram, all the social networks, Dropbox, YouTube, Shopify, WordPress, Z-A-P-I-E-R, Zapier.com slash iOS. 14-day trial. Now through the end of the month, if you go to zapier.com slash I-O-S. And we thank Zapier for supporting our podcast. And we thank you for supporting our podcast by going to that special address, letting them know you saw it here. Zapier.com slash I-O-S. All right. Time to hit a little, uh, a little uh, news of the day. Or do we want to do, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, news first. Then we'll do some questions, Matthew. Sure. Then we'll put you to work. <laughs> I'd love to know any comments you have on any of these stories, though. Totally. Uh, this is a big one, I think. This uh, Xcode got updated to 11.4 last week. 
And they've now added a feature which means, and I think this is going to be huge, when you buy an app on iOS, for instance, you'll, you'll automatically get a universal app for tvOS and macOS or vice versa. Um, now, so far, you, of course, you've got to have the developers support this, and I don't know there are a lot of programs that do, but now that it's built into Xcode, it should be a lot easier. Do you use Xcode? Uh, no, not personally. Yeah. I mean, sometimes my Mac opens it when I don't want it to. But. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing is, you could you can do a lot of stuff, but once it's in Xcode as a you know a switch a button, uh, it's a lot easier not having yeah. to do it by hand. So that always means you know Apple has basically blessed this idea of universal purchases, um, and we'll see more of them. I hope anyway. The, the other little detail that they have is like their. Uh, I might use Xcode in the future if it does come to iPad because there's a whole category right. of developer tools now right. on iOS. Which is, right. I personally want to see shortcut stuff in there also, but that'd well, be pretty cool to build and release an app from the iPad. My, I always look for apps that have APIs, programmer interfaces. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you look for the support for programming in the tools you use and on, on Apple devices. Uh, Xcode's clearly the best tool to use. And so once you see those things together, now you know you can, you can on your own or you, uh, developers can hook stuff together and create interactions that make it so much more valuable. It's really, it's really great. Xcode 11. Yeah, I, you always have to install it because... Uh, I, well, we're going to start a new show called Hands on Mac. I'll be talking about this quite a bit. <laughs> Stay tuned. The NYPD, uh, you've seen it all the time. You saw it on Columbo. Remember, he'd get his little pencil stub out from behind his ear, and he'd start writing in his little notebook. The NYPD, the New York Police Department, of course, for more than 100 years, since the 1800s, has been using a handwritten activity log. This is actually a classic image that the New York Times published of Officer Sean McGill's memo book. He was the first officer on the scene at the World Trade Center on 9-11. And so I think wow. it's really important when you look at this, this is a historical document. Uh, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, uh, the New York Police Department is moving to uh, a department-issued iPhones and a log app. Now, of course, the log app can automatically log a lot more, like GPS location no. date and time accurately uh, but then the officers have to go like this <laughs> i don't know i guess they'll do voice i wonder if they'll do voice recording i i think that might be maybe even more useful but big big shift for the uh, m ny uh, pd they're gonna they're gonna go digital and you and remember how well that worked in iowa uh, i think it's always good if you can use an app <laughs> <laughs> The I was just going to say they're going to need to carry around like battery packs yeah, all the time. Yeah, no kidding. February 17th, um, the transition begins to an app on an officer's department-issued iPhone. Yeah. Hmm. It's a, I guess this is a good point. Somebody said no cop is going to write anything down that will incriminate himself. Right. So maybe, so maybe an automatic little... recording is a little bit more useful. That's a good point. Another nice feature that's coming to iOS 13.4, that's not out yet, but it's in beta uh, support for a feature called car key, one word, that if your car supports it, will allow you to unlock, drive, and share NFC car keys. It has to be built into the automobile. So the first step, of course, is to create, as I mentioned, the API. That's what 13.4 has. And uh, presumably, 
auto manufacturers will start doing it. They 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 jumped on CarPlay, so maybe they'll jump on CarKey. My uh, my next car, I'm going to get it later this year. I already put a reservation down, as I've mentioned before, is the Ford Mustang Mach E, their new electric Mustang. Oh, nice! And it has an app, the Ford Pass app, that unlocks the door. There's no key. You can start the car, do everything from the app. Uh, that's a nice feature. In fact, they didn't because of the app. They didn't have to put handles on the door. They said, "Well, the door just opens when you walk up to it." Because <laughs> you got. Oh yeah, that was the one at CES. Yeah, yeah, nice. very cool, very cool. So apparently, Apple, according to Nine to Five Mac, is working with some car manufacturers to implement car key. Uh, and it's one of those chicken and egg things. Couldn't happen until thirteen point four comes out. Once it comes out, we'll see. I love this. Of course, it's got a pin code which keeps it secure, even if you lose your phone. Uh, to use Card Key, uh, you'll hold your iPhone or your Apple Watch up to the reader in the car, and it'll work automatically without requiring Face ID, which is kind of intriguing. Uh, I wonder if it'll be possible to say, "No, you have to have Face ID." Yeah, I like the idea though that you can share it. Maybe that's why that they don't tie it to your face because you can uh, you can yeah. share. <laughs> I so can't can, get can't drive my car right now because yeah. I'm the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I could say, oh, my wife could say, "Where's the keys?" I said, "Well, let me just. It's in the. I'll share it with you from uh, Car Key." I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love. I'm all in on NFC right now because. Shortcuts has a trigger for when you scan NFC tags, you can like launch things. And so I've seen some people put them in their car so that when they get in, they can like log their mileage or something like that. And some um, cars have a little NFC. You'll see a little uh, logo. My car does. It has a little oh, yeah? NFC uh, logo. Nice. I don't know what will happen. I guess all you really get when you when you hit NFC, uh, tap an NFC thing is a is a number, and it's up to the phone to say what to do with that. Yeah. Number. So you could yeah you could set up shortcuts with that. That yeah. could be the one that triggers Micah saying right. you're on the way. So I, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you don't oh. even have to find it and run it. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, also in 13.4 new, there's, you know, we always, we people always scan through the source code of any new beta to see what's in there. And in the beta code, there is a mention apparently of a new Apple TV hardware, the code name T1125. The current Apple TV is J105A. The HD model is J42D. So, not sure what the T means. Maybe it's inside a TV. We have seen some TV sets uh, turn on in the Apple TV feature in the TV set. So maybe this is related to that. I don't know. Yeah. It's saying it has like the same hardware architecture as like what the current an, iPhones an one A12 is built off or A13 Bionic. Yeah. That'd so I would love wild. like I play Xbox games and I would love console level games on apple tv like apple arcade is very good and it's getting there but i want to see like specific titles that i can already play on next like apex legends i think is one that got Ooh. really big this last yeah, year that's free yeah, yeah. and i was like i was like we're gonna see it on ipad this summer and then it didn't happen so i hope that's this year because that would, stuff like that was, like cross-platform play stuff is very cool so it's also the hot thing these days so i have a yeah. feeling that uh, you know thanks to stadia x cloud uh, 
uh, Sony's PlayStation uh, online solution, uh, GeForce Now, just shipped. I'm sure Apple wants to do something like that. And having more powerful processors and more devices is a, is a step in that direction. Yeah. According to Strategy Analytics, which uh, watches, because Apple doesn't tell anybody how many Apple watches they say they sell, but Strategy Analytics has a variety of ways of measuring this stuff. They say Apple Watch shipped 31 million units in 2019. 31 million, which means it's actually bigger than the entire Swiss watch industry. <laughs> Swiss companies like Swatch shipped 21 million watches last year wow that's amazing bigger <laughs> it's the biggest i mean 36 percent year over year growth and and it's the it, and by the way the swiss watch industry down 13 percent who was it was it johnny ive who said i i feel bad for the swiss watch industry when the uh, <laughs> the apple watch came out i just found this article from 2014 why the apple watch is a gift to the swiss watch industry no <laughs> not, a gift, not a, a gift that keeps on giving but not the right way <laughs> not the right way Fran, remember the problem that iphones had where uh if you had an old battery they would slow down and apple kind of admitted yeah well we're doing that we're doing it to protect you because you don't have enough juice uh, we don't want to drive the phone too hard. You could have spontaneous resets and crashes. Yeah. I thought that was a good explanation. Apple did change the way it did things. And, and as a result, remember, they offered that low cost, I think it was $39 oh, yeah. battery replacement. replacement program. Yeah. That was Apple's mea culpa. Well, they're not done paying. France has just fined Apple $27 million for slowing down iPhones. And it will have to display a notice on its French website for the next month, saying, uh, oops. <laughs> How do you say oops in French? Uh, uh, I, you know, 20, <laughs> it's, you know, it's both annoying and nothing because 27 million for Apple is nothing. Uh, I'm sure they spent more than that on the, uh, on the battery replacement program. But I typed it into Google Translate and French oops is O U P S. Oops. <laughs> It's pronounced exactly the same. Whips. Whips. Oops. Big story. We'll be talking more about this on MacBreak Weekly right after iOS today. Uh, actually, it's not right after iOS today. If you're watching live, Samsung is going to do an event, then MacBreak Weekly, then Security Now. So we have a jam-packed day today. Um, but I, we will be talking more about this. Motherboard just posted a uh, kind of a scathing article talking about a number of email companies that are going through your email to sell data to marketers. You know, people criticized Gmail for that. Google actually abandoned the product, that, that uh, procedure a couple of years ago. They no longer scan your Gmail for marketing purposes. Anybody who does anti-spam is scanning your mail. So it's not the fact yeah. of scanning the mail. It's what they do with the information. And uh, Edison, which is a very popular email client... It actually said this in the privacy uh, policy. So read the privacy policy, folks. They say it processes users' emails, scrapes the inbox for profit. Other apps like CleanFox and Slice. I used Slice for a long time. But I thought, you know, Slice was a program that would say, uh, oh, your, your, your UPS package is on its way. It'll be delivered tomorrow. Uh, it was a, a handy thing for keeping track of receipts and so forth. But I knew it was a free app, and I knew, well, they're probably 
you know, this data is going back to them and they're monetizing it somehow. Um, Edison is, is one of the email programs uh, that do this. Some of the companies um, sell data sourced from personal inboxes, according to a J.P. Morgan document. Um, consumer purchase metrics, including brand loyalty, wallet share, purchase preferences, etc. So one of the things email programs can see is your receipts. They also can see your travel. There's lots of information. So if you're using a free app for email or you're giving an app like Slice or remember, uh, what was that unsubscribe program? Unroll uh, Me. Unroll Me. Got yeah. a lot of trouble for this also. They're free for a reason. <laughs> that that data is valuable. Valuable data. So just a, worth, a worthy reminder. I use a service called Arrive by, I think it's powered by Shopify because uh -huh. they're kind of already selling that stuff. And I'm now, I'm currently scrolling through their privacy policy because I was like, oh yeah, that'd be bad. And it's like, wait a second, I do that. So I'm pretty sure this one's not doing that. Edison but. was very upfront. I mean, it says in the privacy policy, we yeah. sell it for marketing purposes. But a lot of times they couch those things in terms that may not attract your attention. Things like, yeah. you know, I always look in the what we do with your data. And we, they'll say things like, we share da your data with other companies for purposes of improving the product. Yeah. Because we make more money. <laughs> <laughs> so This one does say, we do not and will not sell it. So that's good. Yeah. It makes me feel better, at least. <laughs> uh, even that's weasel words. Uh, yeah. Because... <laughs> Sell it. Okay, they don't sell it for money, but they might pass it along for for you know trade. There might be something think, they're getting out of it. They, they put could, it in quotes. What you the, want that's is like we do law. not give your information to third parties. Period. Not yeah. the sell word bothers me. It should well, say I think, we, we do not provide that information. We keep that secret. I think they're saying it, it says the sell as the term that is used in California law. So I think it oh, might, okay. they so might have made even, it like an overarching term because people are it. like, yeah. well, you didn't, I didn't exactly sell it. It's like, right, no. <laughs> right, right. And uh, there are uh, articles on the Edison support page on how to opt out of that. You So that's, you can do that. You can even delete stored data. I'm not going to pat them on the back for that. That has probably more to do with the California privacy law. AB5 mm -hmm. in, the, in the state of California, or is it, it, maybe it's not AB5, but the California Privacy Act and GDPR in uh, Europe. Are you ready for a question? I don't know the answer to this one. You said you yes. do. Tom from Crystal Lake, Illinois writes, I know there were reports about reminders syncing being broken a while back. I read that updating to Catalina on your Macintosh would fix it, but it hasn't. I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max, an iPad Pro, a 2014 MacBook Pro. They're all running the latest OS. Syncing just doesn't work. I've tried deleting and re-inputting my reminders. I've rebooted devices. I've turned off iCloud. What's the story? Well, my answer is it I am work. also having this problem, <laughs> and it is not working at all. I, and... I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah. Apple, please fix reminder sharing. So you're saying if I put a reminder in my... Um, iPhone that it won't go anywhere to reminders anywhere uh, else. It's the shared lists with other people, oh. and I think it, it doesn't seem like a bunch of people are like, "Oh, this." Of course, when you ask for tech support online, it's like it's fine for me. Um, 
But uh, it's I just like anytime I add something, it goes to my girlfriend's device. But right. when she adds something, it doesn't go to mine. Right. So like literally last night, we didn't have enough pinto beans because <laughs> I used too many. It's your and fault. We we both were like trying to use them, and so this is honestly like very frustrating because it's something that I've been using for years and years, and I have no idea how to fix right now. Did so. it used to work? Yeah, it was fine. It's like uh. I think I mean it was probably. Like I tend to run betas and so maybe like it got out of sync then, but iCloud stuff has not been reliable this year at all. Like they were supposed to do folder sharing with iOS 13 and now it's just in the latest beta they're doing it. So I have a feeling they, I mean it, it, they upgraded the whole architecture of reminders in iOS 13 to like a new style. So I think that's why it's happening, but it's It's not, it's one of those things that Apple software quality has been really bad this year and this, this year. is just like <laughs> this year. Been worse iOS 12 this year. <laughs> was awful. Uh, I don't encounter this because I don't use reminders to share lists. I use, yeah. uh, I mean, you can Google Keep is a free solution that does exactly the same thing um, and works on all your devices. I actually use AnyDo, which is not free, but it's my to do list, but it also has a shared grocery list. And yeah. one of the reasons I moved to AnyDo, although Google Keep will do this as well, is because I can tell my uh, Google Home. Yeah, add exactly. something to a shopping list. And I've demoed this on the show, and I love that feature because I'm going through the refrigerator. And instead of looking in the refrigerator, then getting a pen and writing it down, I can just say, uh, "Hey, hey, Google, add uh, broccoli to my shopping list." Actually, you have to say grocery list, and it will do that. And uh, you can add them all by voice. It'll even say anything else, and you can say four or five things at a time. Oh, wow, and nice. you can share it with your spouse. So. That's pretty much why I used reminders yeah. was it's just yeah. like I have a HomePod and we can just right. shout it out. It's but built that's in. Why it, yeah. It's, it yeah. is one of those things that when it suddenly doesn't work anymore and you shout it out and then it doesn't get on the list and doesn't get bought, you start to re- – it. you can really like kill the trust that people have in some of these things. I because- trusted you to get pinto beans. <laughs> you failed me. I'm going to have to go get to those right after this episode, basically, <laughs> because we need them still. I have some I could give you if I could only throw them at you. Uh, Zeke writes from Florida, I have a really nice leather messenger bag I love, but it's just not practical for the things I put in it. I'm looking for a new one. I remember a long time ago, Leo made some brand suggestions that he's used and others he liked, but I don't remember them. What bags do you guys use on a daily basis? Any bag company suggestions? Uh, I carry a bag right now that you probably won't like because I know why you don't like a messenger bag. This is my. This comes from down in San Diego from the Corona uh, leather. Uh, Corona leathers they hand make these, and I like it because it's a purse, but it's manly. It's manly. <laughs> it's, a it's, it's a purse, <laughs> and you can sling it over your shoulder like a messenger bag. But I know why you don't like your bag. Probably is because it doesn't have slots and pockets for the things that you carry. This has one zippered pocket, uh, one slot, and then it also, notice, by the way, how cleverly I have hooked my AirPods <laughs> into oh, the, nice. so I can't go anywhere. And I do the same thing with my keys. It does have a loop that you can hook things into so you don't lose your keys and stuff. And I put my wallet in the uh, zippered pouch. But basically, this is kind of a free-form sack. Uh, there are a lot of better yeah. choices. One day I showed my Tumi bag. If you like backpacks, Tumi makes some excellent leather, since you mentioned leather backpacks, uh, that have all the pouches, the zippers, the slots. Uh, that When I travel, I use my Tumi bag, and I'm very fond of that. They're very expensive. 
uh, but they wear well because they're leather. And so that's what I carry with me uh, on the road. eBags makes some inexpensive uh, canvas bags that might be more appropriate for travel. They don't say, steal me quite so loud. And they handle travel very well, and they're much less expensive. So eBags is uh, another place to look. Do you carry a bag? Uh, I do, and you also just dug at me a little bit because my good bag was stolen last year. Oh, <laughs> because it's it was one of the it peak design yeah, the, uh, oh, everyday backpacks. Peak makes yeah. excellent stuff. Yeah, and uh, I have the sling now that I just use as a, and then I have just like some cheap one as my main backpack. But otherwise, I just the the big thing is I don't need a big backpack most of the time right. because I can fit my iPad and my camera, and I think even. This was also stolen, but I had a drone that I could fit like camera, drone, iPad, all, and I'm just so have a whole sorry, load out. But yes, yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. That is one problem with carrying a nice bag is uh, it says steal me, and if you have everything in it, they got everything. So, uh, yeah, that's tricky. We I were mentioned- parked in the Best Buy in Oakland, so probably the most probably like thefts there every single day. So that was partially. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna blame myself because somebody stole it, but still, it was pretty dumb and. But now I also like have the fear where it's like we were driving to um, like Colorado and we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, someone's going to break into my car and steal my stuff. And it's like, that doesn't happen here. It does. It, isn't well. it funny how you get uh, PTSD if you're robbed once? You just always now kind of feel like I could be robbed at any time. It's just, it like destroyed my innocence. Yeah, <laughs> it ruined your innocence. Darn it. Uh, This is another place, expensive, but they make beautiful stuff. In fact, it's funny because I said, Matthew, there's a place in San Francisco that does great leather bags. And you knew immediately it was Waterfield, sfbags.com. And they use beautiful leather and make really, really nice stuff. And I have a couple of uh, very beautiful Waterfield bags. They're more uh, stylish, uh, but they make them all kinds, backpacks, slings messenger style bags as well so you uh, i i would not hesitate to recommend them and we have recommended them before they're very attractive uh very well made and actually they're not horribly expensive as i look at it this is the vitesse messenger bag 159 dollars i always look for a company that not only makes nice bags but is kind of tech aware because you know most bags don't have all the pouches and Doodads, and as you can see, this company is pretty, uh, pretty tech aware. They know what they're doing. SFBags.com, like, Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite yeah. hearing cases and yeah. everything. So and apparently, they also topic. sell chocolates. So, <laughs> says, oh wow, I, this says for must, Valentine's Day. Says for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, when they say chocolate, they mean chocolate leather. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of these SF bags. I think they really do a nice job. So there's a couple of recommendations for you. Are you ready to put on a silly hat? Yes. I only have one. <laughs> well, in, in I go ahead. Put yours on because in solidarity with you, I also have. I don't gonna, know how this is going to work with my. We're getting out and about. Oh, yeah. you. That is a nice bicycle helmet. Who makes that? Um, Nutcase. Uh-huh. A case I for your nut. Brain. I love my brain. That's good. I, I actually, uh, when I ride, I wear a Lival, L-I-V-A-L-L. They have Bluetooth. This looks fabulous. Enable helmets. Both of us <laughs> really don't look good in these. Is that BB-8? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. It's a BB-8 helmet. <laughs> when I heard you were wearing your bicycle helmet, I said, well, we're going to both get out and about. <laughs> Kids, always wear your helmet. Even if you're just walking, <laughs> always wear a helmet. Show us your app cap. Actually, I'll show you talk. 
Sure. Um, sorry, I was trying to clip it. Doesn't work. No. Um, uh, the app is Endel, which is a like soundscape type app. So mm. it basically makes like ambient noise effects, and then there's different modes: um, relax, focus, on the go, and sleep. And like on the go, will use your heart rate and stuff like that to mm. tune the like pacing of it. Um, it is a little bit pricey. It's like six dollars a month, fifty dollars a year, or I. I'm pretty sure I accidentally paid $90 for the lifetime one. <laughs> and I was like, well, I might as well use now this. I own it. Yeah. Um, but I really, I actually find it's, it's amazing. Like I've used it to like take naps or um, one of my friends described it as like, when you want to listen to a podcast, you like uh, go, your brain goes out. And when you want to listen to music, it like lifts you up. But this is sort of like, focusing in so like when you want to just like focus on something but especially with airpods pro <laughs> sorry it looks so ridiculous with this song. Um, nope, you have to leave with it AirPods, on it's looking like, ridiculous just like is part of the show everything and then it's like a nice i really like it um, i'll have to try it with my airpods nice yeah so um it says it's personalizing it to the inputs in real time my location and my movement yeah so if you walk around with it does it does it yeah, it'll like speed up as as you go on a walk. It'll kind of like match your heart rate. I think as long as you oh have goodness. the Apple Watch, and then um, okay, there's so I'm also sign like, up for the free trial. Otherwise, twenty five bucks a year. Oh, maybe they changed the pricing. Um, or maybe you just bought more. Yeah, <laughs> on accident. Um, but it's like so now it's it, saying, what are you up to right now? Uh, relax, focus, or sleep? Let's try focus. Yeah, that's the one I use the most. It says use headphones. Oh, this is beautiful. So you yeah, don't have any other controls. I can't. Uh, you gonna... can like tap to make little sound effects, but um, it does. I think one thing that's also kind of. Oh, God, I'm losing my hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't on camera. Um, Oh, God, that totally just distracted me. Oh, yeah. So it says um, <laughs> it's kind of like a good way to be aware of your circadian rhythm because it's like it has, especially on the watch, it shows you like the flow of where you should be in the day. And then yeah. it's like right now is like your energy should be at the highest. Oh, so like focus in and stuff. it's actually like very impressive. Well, let me hear relax. So we were doing focus. This is now relax. So you and there's a sleep one. So if you want to sleep. Yeah, and it's it's fairly subtle and takes a while to. It's so, so it's changing not just like over time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. It, yeah, this fun. is welcome to your private acoustic environment. <laughs> Morning energy surge. Oh, full natural light. Okay. Oh, I was I was just on the demo thing. This is the actual. And you're right. You yeah. touch it. You can do stuff. It's kind of just like a delightful app. And it's like some music can be distracting and it's not like instrumental music or something that can still be like you have to find the right tracks. This will just go forever. So it's pretty it's like can be your like daily companion type of thing, which is I enjoyed a lot. And it's got yeah, it's on the phone. It's on Apple Watch. I'm really trying to get him to add Siri shortcuts, of course, to just start playing back. But <laughs> This Maybe now really that I mentioned great. it on the show, Ooh, they will. Spacebar stops <laughs> it. That's that's handy. So it does. Oh wow! I don't think I've ever tried to use it with yeah, the, iPad. So the keyboard. Is it Instagram insights settings. Let's look at settings. Okay. 
data access, location data allowed, motion data allowed. I turned all of that on and then you can remove personal data. So very cool. That's called Endel. 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 Yeah. You might need Endel. to stop it also. Otherwise it'll keep going. <laughs> oh, very important. It plays in the background. Yeah. That's good. Not everything does. Very nice. My app is something Lori Gill showed us on MacBreak Weekly. I think it was last week, and now I'm hooked. Thanks a lot, Lori. It's called Spell Tower. You have to like word games, okay? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start. I play it on my iPhone, but I'm going to uh, $4.99 to unlock the full game. Actually, I think I did, so I, sh I should be able to re just restore that. <laughs> I'm losing my helmet over and over again. That's good. It's a good look for you. Let's see. Double -click. I should put it in my YouTube videos. All right, cha ching, and I'll show you this game. It's a lot of fun. Um, it is hard to describe. There are different puzzles. I'll do Tower, which is kind of a combination of Tetris and you know those word spelling things. So, actually, Tower is not Tower is not a Tetris game. There is a Tetris-like game. So here I'm looking for. All the long words I can. Longer is better. You get more points. And you get points if you get the various colored tiles do different things. It is a, uh, it is a, you can go diagonally, you can get up and down. If you like word scrambles, if you do those word scramble puzzles in uh, the newspaper, you'll, you'll like this a lot. Let's see. T-I-N-G. That's a word, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is the Tetris. See, so it's, it's uh it's words are gonna come down. Softy. So you always want to get a little more on there. Oh yeah. So I'm slowly getting this down here. Lame. Probably should do some stuff down here. I don't know. Do you like that kind of the word scramble where you're looking for words, spelling words? Uh I am I'm not super side. <laughs> nope. C I D E R S. There we go. It's kind of satisfying when you get it to work like that. Yeah, I love the sound effects. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to say, what are his other games? Because oh, I you know recognize the, the name. Yeah. Um, I think Ridiculous Fishing is one yes, of the ones. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. He's. I mean, this is a, in conceptual. Conceptually, this is a really trivial game but what he's done is he's made it attractive with the sounds he's a good he knows how to write a good app let's put it yeah. that way and i think this was originally like on the app store years ago and then it just kind of got overdeveloped or something and like not modernized and so this is like a re-release oh nice yeah. well, it's well done it's word tower you can see the list of words you can uh, share your great score you can Try other puzzles. Zach Gage. There's quite a few of these. Um, there's I, lots even of just the, the sounds are like, I want to go play again. It, it totally reminds it me of... Gets, it's um, very satisfying, yeah. It's like threes where yeah. it just like the little dings and bops. Yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like threes. So if you want to play threes, but you're not a uh, threes-like game, but you're a word person, not a numbers person, uh, this is an excellent choice. Thank you, Lori Gill. Spell tower plus and uh 4.99 for the complete unlock but it's free to play and that ladies and it, the music is very fun yeah <laughs> i like it 
That concludes this thrilling, gripping edition of iOS Today. You'll find Matthew Castanelli uh, every... When do you do that? Thursday with... Uh, uh, no, Mondays. Mondays. Yeah, okay. at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Smart Tech Today. Pacific. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Smart Tech Today with our good friend, Micah Sargent. Micah, get better. We'll see you back here next... I'm sure I'll be better by uh, Thursday for uh, Tech News Now. iOS Today is uh, produced normally around 9, 9.30 a.m. Pacific. That's noon Eastern Time, 1600 UTC. Please stop by and watch the show. We stream live audio and video of it at twit.tv slash live. This is one of the few Twitch shows where it's very helpful to see what we're doing, but you can listen to. Uh, you can also get on-demand versions of the show at the website, twit.tv slash iOS. You can watch on YouTube. If you're watching live, join the chat room, irc.twit.tv. If you're watching on-demand, we have a place for you, too, our forums at twit.community. There's even a Mastodon instance. It's kind of like Twitter for geeks. It's called twit.social, and we'd love to see you in all three places. Matthew's in the uh, the twit forums, twit.community. Uh, pretty regularly. Thank you, Matthew Castanelli. Anything else you want to plug? What are you going to be? What are you working on today? Um, I am currently working on a video review of Fantastical. Um, oh, what do you so think of the new Fantastical? Pretty sweet. I love. I've always loved the calendar sets feature, and so having it everywhere now is nice. But the whole subscription thing is a bit of a a bit of a hard thing to swallow for some people. So that's. Hopefully why a review is worth watching. Good. Um, yep. But I also have a, I just made a cool shortcut for Smart Tech Today that I'll try to recreate for this one where when you're listening to the podcast in Overcast, it can find the current time and then open into the YouTube video for the show at the exact moment. Oh. So you could kind of be like, oh, what are they? Forth. They're like talking about this cool app. I want to see it. And then it'll, it ah. only goes one way right now because it's YouTube doesn't provide their shortcut. Right. But um it's pretty fun, and I'm, I already convinced like multiple other developers to support this, so it's a, uh, it should be universal soon. It, it, this is what, exactly what I was saying, which is it's fun to listen to iOS today. It's convenient, but sometimes you want to see it. This way, you just press a button or you say, Siri, show me that, and you could get the video and you could see yeah, it. I love awesome. that. That's great. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, no problem. Show me this clip. Where could we find your lovely shortcuts? Um, MatthewCastanelli.com and then I do have a whole like collection of over 150 there on the shortcuts library button up at the top um, but yeah I'm posting all the time doing live streams and stuff so it's all getting funneled through the website and you can find it there MatthewCastanelli.com if you want to ask a question it's easy uh, we'd love the video questions so don't forget if you if you have a question if you just record it and give us your first name and city you're not from Indiana unless you are and uh, send it along uh, to iOS today at twit.tv. We really appreciate that. We will uh, see you next time from our beautiful Twit LastPass studios in Eastside Petaluma, where there are lots of Pokemon all the time and a geocache right out front. So, so come visit us. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time on iOS today. Bye. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Gotta go get my pinto beans.